What's up, Craig? Yeah. So, three, two, one. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the White Heart Radio podcast. I am your host, Oni, and I have got our usual gang with me, and also a special guest. So, um, first of all, let's uh, just say hi to the usual gang. Hey, Anirvan, how's it going? Mukund, Pratik, what's up? How's it going? Hello, Oni. Hello, Oni. Hey, Pratik. Hey, Yoni, man. Uh, all up? good. Good to connect up again. Yeah. So, um, also, we've got uh, our special guest who is Bhav from the UK. He is stays days in London. He's a season ticket holder since uh, 2004, and he's been going. His first match in uh, White Hart Lane was in 1996. So, hey, Bhav, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you here. Thanks, Ali. Hi, how you doing? Hey. Yeah, good uh, so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself like uh, what you do and how you got what is your tottenham story how did you end up start uh, supporting spurs uh, right so um yeah i started supporting spurs because my best friend uh, when i was uh, probably 5 years old and he was 7 supported spurs as well and i copied him so i used to live <laughs> yeah. i used to live very close to arsenal and my dad had a shop in, in, near arsenal the school i went to was in the arsenal area But I never really got into football and then um yeah my best friend said he was a Spurs fan so I copied him. Okay. Um yeah then it, then it went from there. Uh, I think a year or two later he then decided to support Liverpool. And oh. I was uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah so uh, yeah he's a, he's a massive Liverpool fan now. Um, um but yeah I'm I'm I I was stuck with Spurs. I think I got the short straw unfortunately because uh six months ago he get to, he got to celebrate winning the Champions League and we lost. But uh yeah. Oh, yeah. what can you do yeah i mean that is a uh, yeah what can you do <laughs> the fact that we got there itself was an amazing feat you know the way we got there like we yeah. were the i think we were the dark horse of the entire competition nobody really I, i had us going to the finals and all and to actually and i think uh, yeah we can keep we can talk about that match forever but then let's, let's not go there um yo guys uh what did you guys do last week man tell me about uh, some highlights uh, pratik yeah you went for karaoke and all no uh, yeah that i went today <laughs> karaoke yeah uh, last week what did i do I, i played football i think i played football and i saw our games and i read up on lot of transfer news yeah oh, okay. oh great i didn't so we can <laughs> do the the transfer part uh, mukund what's up man how have you, what have you been doing Oh, my life is damn boring, bro. I did nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nice. Uh, Nirvan. Yeah, so I was supposed to take off to the hills in the Nilgiris for oh. a short break, and yeah. uh, it didn't work out. So oh. just as a matter of total contrast, I landed up in Shirdi. You know, that's oh. a small place near Nasik. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Known the Sai Baba. Yeah. So among yeah. other things, I went with my wife and. i put in my uh, my prayers you know coming from an agnostic like me it, it may not yeah. mean much but yeah. i put in my prayers for harry kane and oh. and and spurs in general and the good news is we beat borough so that's a, that's a <laughs> <laughs> right right for sure you know thoughts and prayers with harry kane yeah uh, so let's uh, get started talking about the matches we have two matches to talk about today the first one Uh, we are continuing our sine wave form uh, the first one was a loss to liverpool and the second one was a win against middlesbrough 
So let's start with the uh, match against Liverpool. Liverpool first. So um, Bab was actually in the stadium, right, Bab, for the match. Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was right. there. Yeah. So I just wanted to know from your perspective what you thought about the game on the whole, like um, uh, just like your uh, analysis of the game. Um, I don't really remember it because I'd had a lot to drink by the time because it was really <laughs> no, no, I'm joking but it was, it was very, a really late kickoff um, uh-huh. and um, yeah we uh, we had a few beers beforehand but yeah I remember it well and what I thought was um, it was a terrible start I thought Liverpool were going to score in the first uh, yeah. two minutes and I thought this feels like Chelsea again and the whole first half kind of followed that pattern um, but but I I was I was really happy at the end. I I mean I wasn't happy we lost obviously, but I was I was I was really um, dreading the match. Um, I thought we would struggle, um, and I thought we put up we put up a good display. We were really good in the second half. I thought I thought there were some good performances. Um, and you know I mean I think you've got to be realistic here. I mean not not that we want to be this far behind Liverpool, but they have won twenty games out of twenty one. You know they they they've beaten everyone. So um, it was always going to be tough. I thought we put up a good battle. Um, yeah, I, I came out of the game a lot more optimistic than before I went into it, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, Pratik, what did you think about the game? Pratik? Oh, shit, he's on. Okay, Nirvan. Oh, he's back. Yeah. Pratik, bro. Okay. Go ahead. So... Uh... I don't know. I mean, uh, the first minute was a shocker because we had a goal line clearance from Tanganga. I mean, him being there was a big shocker. But yeah. then I think we, we we were waiting for them to make mistakes playing on the counter. And I'm, I'm, I was fine with the strategy because that's what you do when your best players are missing and when the opponent, opponent is like is too damn good like Liverpool. Right. So I think that... Like, Probably that was his game plan till then and we executed the game plan. We waited for the mistakes. We did well in the second half. Only one mistake which we made, they capitalized and they scored. So that's how I think that I, I, I was pretty happy actually because we wouldn't have seen this kind of game from Pochettino. I mean, when Pochettino was there, he never adapted the game to the opponent. And in big matches, you need to do it at times. Especially when you are under the radar, like you're not playing well and you're players are injured, you adapt to the opposition. So, I was, you know, in a way a bit happy to see us, you know, grow tactically, I felt. So, let's hope, like, we do better ongoing. But I really want to win against the big teams now. It's, like, too long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know what you mean. Uh, so, like, Anirvan, what did you think about the the match on the whole? Very, very, very mixed feelings, guys. Uh, okay. So, so at one level, I'll tell you. At 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 one level, it was about uh, being uh, really happy about what uh, what Marino did. So, agree with Prati. It was a tactical attempt which almost came off. Uh, you know, if only uh, you know uh, Sanchez had not stupidly given away a throw, or if if uh, that throw had not gone wrongly to their part, much to Aurea's disgust, if uh, Dele Ali had been a bit more aggressive with his header, if uh, Tenganga had not uh, actually done that fatal miss and, and Firmino opened him up and went on the outside and scored, 
you know, if they had not got that goal, it was goalless. And then, uh, you know, Jung Min Son and uh, 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 Son and uh, Lo Celso would have uh, scored nine times out of ten the chances they got in the second half. So we could have actually won the match. So it was something that didn't come off, and I was I was very happy. We got a, a great new debutant. Uh, there were comparisons of Tanganga with Ledley King all over the place. Uh, so our defense looked actually a lot better uh, against a very formidable Liverpool attack. We actually prevented them from crossing from the wings, uh, and and their strengths obviously are Robertson and TAA. So. So I think all of that is positive. It was frustrating from the fa- from the perspective. It it shows how much we have fallen off. I could not but help thinking about that four to one win that we had had a couple of years back against uh, you know against Liverpool, and you know we literally played with uh, with no strikers. We almost played a four six zero kind of formation at times. So when the long balls were pinged, we actually didn't have anybody to run for a good part of the of the match. Uh, agree with Bhav, we came in strongly in the in the last 20, 20 odd minutes. And that's when we we got the chances. But it also it, it's frustrating in the in the sense it shows that you know compared to 2015 to 2017, 18 time frame, uh, how much this team has fallen off and how much of a rebuild we have ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, positive I, signs. Yeah, yeah positive. Uh, one thing that's interesting is one of the comments that um, we had a tactical plan against the big teams, um, um, which we didn't seem to have when po- or, or adaption of the tactics um, under Poch. That's one thing that I love Poch, though, for what in the fact that he saw us as a big team and he wanted to impose us on our opponents. Maybe sometimes it wasn't um, the right strategy, but it was, in my opinion, quite a refresh, refreshing mindset because we haven't had that for years. And Poch gave us that mindset where we didn't go into keep into into matches thinking we were inferior or that we should think that we we're inferior. Yeah, and we pushed ourselves on opponents. Um, I appreciate the team itself has taken a backward step. Some of that might be down to Poch, but Poch changed um, not only the mindset of our club, I think, but of some of our fan fan base as well. Where we're not, we we didn't see ourselves going into these games as the inferior inferior team. We were the big team going into these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is definitely something that he had to work on with the players, and you know, if. I feel like, you know, if he had taken the Cups more seriously, then he would have something to show for all. Like, obviously, the the what the team, the way it is right now, it's like, we as as fans itself, we can tell that there's a different mentality around the club right now. Otherwise, we would have never hired somebody like Mourinho in the first place. So, that that change in culture at the club, I think that's respons- that, that is what Poch is going to be remembered for the most. You know, like uh, yeah, being tactically flexible was something that I saw as an issue with the with him. But then you know, even I think that even the best coaches do change their tactics. Uh, like you know, you saw what uh, Guardiola did against um, United. He tried to go and play the four three three system against United, and uh, he got slapped by Ole Gunnar. And uh, then the next time he's playing against them, he played with uh, two false nines, and then. 
then like they they oh, <laughs> what can i say you you saw uh, I, i don't know if you saw it but uh, there was um uh sir alex ferguson's uh, face they were showing his face after when that was going on and it was like wow he's never seen anything like that so so you know i think that the tactical flexibility would have been an added thing to pochettino like i i've have noticed that whenever he did uh, adjust his team to play the opponent he would usually get it right and win but then you know sometimes his that way of going approaching a match would ultimately become our undoing especially in like cup ties i felt um mukund what do you what do you think mukund hey bro Okay. Ah, yeah. Yeah, ah. yeah 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 okay. yeah so yeah what, did you hear what i said or, or rather what bhavan i said yeah i did i did uh, that's yeah. an extremely interesting uh, perspective what bhav just gave about how we were the big team when we played the other traditional big teams but uh, i have to disagree with you any on the cup so yeah possino has always prioritized the champions league and the the league right but right. even then even then in his first ever season with us He went to the League Cup final, right? And in his upcoming seasons, we've gone to the FA Cup semis. Yeah, we have lost, but even though he's rotated the squad, even though that uh, there's a lot of negative press around how he rotates the squad just for the cups, we have progressed in the cups. It's not that he completely neglected the cup, and especially in the League uh, League Cup final, we played our strong. We played our strongest team. We just lost to an extremely good Chelsea. and in the semi finals we lost to uh, again chelsea who went on to win the league uh, that, that match uh, yeah. we played sun at the left back if that had not happened i think we might have had a chance of that game that match victor moses dived to get that penalty if that had not happened we would have won the game <laughs> still man on the overhaul over overall right like like sun can't defend bro <laughs> that was the that was what he should have never done that but yeah uh, so that was uh, we, what were we talking about we were talking about the liverpool game yeah so liverpool uh, pratik do you, i mean sorry uh, mukund do you have anything else to add besides what these guys are talking about because i think everybody did sum it up pro- perfectly like unless you yeah. have something else you noticed no all i had to say is uh, giovanni rossella would have been a household tottenham name if he had scored that goal yeah i swear you know it's like only legends were the number 18 right so <laughs> i was i was waiting i'm waiting for his legendary moment like okay was it against liverpool no it's fine we'll see what comes uh so let's talk about a few individual performances in the match uh let's quickly just pull up the team yeah so um um anirvan what did you think about um gazaniga's performance in the game i think he had a good game made a few like actually very good saves yeah actually actually he he did have a he did have a decent game uh you cannot cannot blame him from the for the goal it was at close quarters lashed in uh, he couldn't do much but he uh, you know he made a couple of smart saves and uh, and didn't really uh, goof up anywhere as such so i would i, I would say you know he had a he had a 6 in the game nice um mukund what do you think of uh, harry wings's performance in the game mukund oh shit i've been talking with the mute though 
<laughs> don't mute it dude okay tell yeah so uh, harry wings did he, do you remember how we played because i don't really remember what he did he didn't have such a big impact on the game but then when he did have to do something he right. executed it well enough he didn't make any mistakes and uh, he kind of held on to the ball pretty well too plus yeah. the thing is he was playing at the base of midfield and him being a very diminutive figure against uh, against that marauding liverpool team he right. held his own pretty well right right yeah even i mean like, he did okay he didn't like he didn't do anything bad it wasn't like extremely good where you can yeah. like point out his performances and it wasn't extremely bad either yeah and um, uh, pratik pratik yes Yeah, Pratik, what did you think about uh, Delhi Ali's performance in the game? I think he was average at the best, man. I mean, he like nothing came off, and at some places where he he should have released the ball quickly, he was very sluggish. So it yeah. was like one of his bad days. Rather, you can't give him more than a five. He's been on four. like a bad run of form for a while, right? He started well off when yeah. like he. I was reading his stats yesterday. I mean, he's under. Like impression, and like he's like in in plans for uh, the next England squad because he got some three four goals and three four assists in after Mourinho came, but yeah. again he has had a dip now and I don't know. I mean it's again the alley of old, you know yo yo like good form bad form. I I I think I think Pratik, you are you are missing the point. I mean I mean if you if you were rating Dele Ali, it wouldn't have been a five. It would have been a three. he was sluggish he was out of position he had no runs behind the uh, the offenders and and he gave the ball away several times in the field right so pretty much zero contribution so it was a bad performance but this was not not dele again it was his brother who was playing and as a non professional footballer the very fact that he played as long as he did on the ground versus liverpool you should give an 8 or a 9 <laughs> I'll agree on the three three part. I agree on the three. Uh, Bab, you want to add something? Bab. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, 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 yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, I agree. He's dropped off a bit, but I wonder if that also is, isn't. Sorry. Sorry. Just bear with me, guys. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Okay. I actually wanted to ask ask Bhav about our backline and how they look in real life, <laughs> because uh, Sanchez, I know like there are two extremes, right? On Alderweireld, Alderweireld is perfect, one in the middle, and then we've got one like on the re- on the left side who is uh, Tanganga. Oh, he was on the left, right? Yeah, he was on he was on the left. Right? He started off on the right. He started off behind Aurier. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was the one man marking. I mean, yeah. almost man marking Mane. Mane, yeah. He, Did a good job also, and on the other side yeah. we had uh, we had uh, Sanchez. So uh, I just wanted to know from Bab's perspective what he thought about that back three and how they're working well together. Were they working well together? Why I think Sanchez it's yeah, I think I, I think it's been the best. I think it's been the best defensive performance we've put in for for a while against an incredibly good side. Um, I mean we we look solid. I mean, um. you know they they did open us up a few times in the first half but in general mm-hmm. i thought it was it was much improved and you expect to be opened up right they open up yeah. this team so for a team that's that's low on confidence we've not had a good few weeks it, it worked I, i i was really impressed with the um the the, the bravery actually of mourinho in the selection where he right. didn't go with batongan he didn't go with batongan he 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 went with tanganga 
which was brave. And he gave the reasons for that. You know, he's, he's, he's quicker. He brought Sanchez back, which I was happy with. I mm. mean, I think defensively, they played really well. Okay. Great. So, all positive sides. Uh, what, 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 what did you guys make of Rose coming back? Rose? Um, yeah, good point. Like, Mukund, what do you think about Rose coming back? He, he was... Uh, okay, he didn't have too much influence on the game. And, I mean, it was pretty obvious when he subbed him. And Mourinho yeah. subbed him out. I mean, he did someone else on the pitch apart from Rose. Right. So he got... re- the main reason we got Rose in was to have pace on the wings. In order to counter Mosala or Sadimani right. if they switch wings. But right. he, he didn't play any part in the game at all. Yeah. No. I, yeah, I agree. So... I, 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 I was happy to select it, but in hindsight, I don't think he had a great game. And I, again, I think he's, he's close to being finished with us. Um, but but I, I, was, I, was, I was pleased he started because I think it kind of done something differently and, and there, was, there was a logic to it. He didn't go with the same thing that was failing. Um, and, I, yeah. and I liked it. Yeah, actually, once he chased, switched it up, uh, you know, in the last 20 minutes, when this moment actually Eric Lamella and Lacelso came on the pitch, the game changed. You know, Liverpool just looked like the, every every attack that we had, we looked like we were going to score against Liverpool. You know, I just wish Sun didn't need three chances to score one goal. You know, he just needs it. You like, uh, don't you feel like uh, these guys they need ice in their veins? You know, like if. <laughs> If like you know, like if he is like a cold-blooded killer, you know, like like Martial and all, his face is just like he's just like straight forward. He just go and roll it into the goal, right? He's a just he's just cold-blooded guy. So do 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 you think that there's anybody other than Harry Kane who's like a cold-blooded player in our team? Oh, Delhi Ali is there. Yeah, I think Ali would yeah. finish it. Yeah, he would finish if he gets a chance in front of goal. He wouldn't yeah. waste a chance. Yeah, I feel like if, uh, if I, I don't, I don't, I don't think Martial's cold-blooded though. I disagree there. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've seen. I, I, he's a very good player, but I've seen him miss chances, and he's yeah. he's he's not he's not the most prolific marksman, and he hasn't really pushed on overly at United. Uh, uh, I think only meant in more of how he looks rather than how he plays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like, have you seen his face? They are all they are all human beings, primates. They are all warm-blooded. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you see it. Have you seen him when he scores his goals? There's no, like, you know, have you seen tennis players play tennis? Like, whenever they show their photo in the newspaper, it's like they're not smiling, right? They're just like, ah, whatever. So, this guy just has the same look on his face, even when he's thinking, you know, like, whatever. Like, look at me looking at the goalie, then the ball is in the goal, you know, like, cold blooded. And he wears those the gloves, face. gloves, gloves without full sleeves, you know, so that is even more. Gangster. Anyway, so uh, I want I want to yeah. add to Bal's point. The point yeah. of us being us being a very solid defensive unit in this match. Uh, there's more proof of that because Gazuniga did not have much to do during the match. You know, apart from the goal, which which was a very good shot, he had one save uh, that was Virgil Van Dijk's header, which yeah. didn't come straight to him. Apart from that, every single shot was straight at him. Our defense played. Our defense played so well together that they did not give space for them to place their shots. If they had to shoot, they had to do it in a hurry. Yeah, and I think that of all the teams that Liverpool has played, 20 wins, ours was, ours was the match I felt like we could actually pull it off, you know. I don't know. If you had I agree. Chances, I, 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 actually, I actually agree. Uh, let, you know, let, 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 me, let me do this one. Uh, in, in match after match, we have been 
very critical of Aurier. Uh, he's like what I what I what I call in the in the in, in the Indian cricket there used to be Ravi Shastri and the uh, no matter what he did people used to go high high Shastri right it became a uh, easy thing so so you know before Musa Sissoko transformed uh, we went after Musa Sissoko I plead guilty yeah. myself right and 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 now we we go after two players one is Aurier and one is one is Dyer match after match. But you know, I think uh, behind the behind the story of of our defensive solidity, and I think all our three, the back three, played very very well. Uh, what we have always, I, I felt, been missing ever since Musa Dembele went away, is that uh, that that we never had any good central defensive midfielders over there. Uh, in in the match against Liverpool. Uh, what do you guys think about the central defensive midfielder position that we had? Was there a difference? Uh, I don't think we actually had a CDM in that match. We were playing a 3-4-3 with Eriksen and Winks in the midfield. And Aurier uh, and Rose would just uh, you know add to the defense. We were defending as a, with a low block of five. And then Eriksen and Winks were in the center, and more uh, Delhi Ali would try to progress the ball forward, and Mora and Sun were making the runs in from either from the right or from the center. So I don't think we actually even yeah. played with the CDM. There was no that was not there. Yeah, actually, actually, that's that's, that's, that's where. But that's another sorry, sorry. That's another good thing I just remember from when I saw the the starting lineup was, um, when he went with Winks and Eriksen in midfield, and even though again it was Eriksen had a bad game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think when you started off that game and, and, and the bravery and I think the freshness of the selection and the fact that he didn't go back to Dyer that's constantly been failing um, and he was brave enough to go with two players potentially that weren't going to be tremendously defensive midfielders, but he co- compensated by playing three at the back. I quite like that. May not have worked overly and maybe Lacelso might have been a better pick than Ericsson. Um, but I think as a starting lineup, and, and you criticise Mourinho for parking the bus, etc. Um, but I thought the selection was refreshing. Um, um, I think in terms of that central defensive player, defensive midfielder player, we just don't have anyone. We had Wanyama, we had Dyer. They're both just injured and broken now. We've lost Dembele, who was kind of he was transitioning between um, defensive midfield and bringing the ball forward, and he's gone. Endombele clearly is the man to replace him, but he's he's not fit, and I don't know when he's going to get fit. But this the the kind of man next to him is that I mean I think we've replaced Dembele, maybe not you know in terms of personnel. We haven't got that central defensive midfielder now, and that's that's what we're lacking. And you think of our team in um, 16, 17 that had an amazing Wanyama the year before. Dyer was doing great. Um, that's that's potentially where where we struggled. You know, Dembele fell off, fell off. He he's obviously got old, but we haven't been able to get that defensive midfielder. And 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 you're right. That's 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 potentially where where we're suffering it. Right. And so just speaking about Dyer and his good season, like somebody on in our Bangalore Spurs group brought up this point. Like, um, was it Dembele being so good that it made Dyer look good? Did you ever feel that while going watching a match or anything like that? It's it's a it's a little bit of a mix, right? I mean, the dire of 
2015-16 is clearly not the dire of 2020. And, uh, you know, he's slower. He's had too many injuries. Uh, the the tackles that he that he does or the or the or the quickness with which he moved he was never very quick but he had a good positional sense uh, so he was a good uh, uh, you know good defensive blocker i would say not a snatcher but a good defensive blocker and and actually he he was also a center back so he often yeah. uh, fitted in uh, slightly on the left hand side and and created a back three with uh, toby and jan so he played his role and he was never good at transition. So uh, having a brilliant transition player like like uh, Musa obviously uh, you know helped uh, get the complementary side over there. So it, so I think it's a mix. It's like Dyer of today is nowhere near as good as the Dyer of two thousand of, of two thousand fifteen sixteen on one side, and on the other uh, we just don't have a transition person. Forget about a brilliant transition guy like a ball-carrying midfielder like uh, Musa Dembele. We we don't have uh, somebody who is even uh, average. Uh, so so you know that's made Dyer. So it's a combination of two things that's made Dyer look as bad as he's looking now. Right. Yeah, Bhav, you wanted to add something. No, similar to that, I think I think the other thing that's happened with Dyer is the injuries. I don't think the injuries have yeah. helped and. I think he's had. You can clearly see that his his fitness is a problem, and I think along with that, he isn't getting a run of games. And when he comes in, he kind of plays badly, and then doesn't get get a run. I'm 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 fearful that he's never going to get back to where he was, and I think it's a circle with him, um, which is unfortunate because if you remember that performance at Chelsea, I mean that's the guy kind of guy that you want in your team, you know, fighting yeah. for his team and making sure that Fabregas knows what's 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 going on, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the, uh, that was the uh, what do you call that was the dire who was just out to kill, so yeah we missed that guy I don't know where he's gone now he's just he doesn't reach the player I guess he's just too slow he's too slow by the time he goes to tackle the guy is already gone but anyway he's a good segue into our next match in which he actually started, uh which and that was a game against Middlesbrough where we beat them, only two one I think it should have been ten one but uh, still. Um, let's uh, let's talk about it. So we've got uh, the starting lineup was Gazaniga, Tanganga started on at right back. We'll talk about that. Uh, Davinson, Vertonghen is back in the team, and Cesenio. Then we had uh, Eric Dyer and Harry Winks in the midfield. We and um, I think interestingly, like the the app shows that it was a four two three one, but I think it was like a four two four because that's what it looked like to me on the in, on the TV. Like uh, Loselso, Ericsson, Lamela, and Lucas Mora were just playing across the front four and they were just interchanging. They were not, none of them was playing in like one particular position. So, um, uh, Mukund, what did you think? Oh, you didn't watch that match. Pratik, what did you think about that match? Pratik hasn't spoken. Uh, I didn't see much of it, to be honest. What happened was <laughs> I saw the second half and I saw like probably some 20 30 minutes of it. Uh, and I was like, I, 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 was, yeah. I saw only that much to be honest, and I saw the highlights later. Oh, and I, saw I the think, whole match. yeah, so what I felt was like the probably the first few of in the first half it, itself, we kind of won the game and then we yeah. slept through the rest and we conceded a stupid goal at the end. 
but yeah, I, I it was good to see Lo Celso and Lamela play very well. I mean, at least in the little I saw, Lo Celso uh, like was really good from what I could see, I, and I think he'll he's gonna be a future star. He always mm. looks to pass forward. I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, when I see rest of the team passing sideways and backwards, he's always looking forward. It's yeah. a very refreshing thing to see. But yeah. it was like a expected game. I mean, that's how you yeah. probably pull off a win at our current state. I think okay, uh, Anirban. What did you think about the match? No, I think I was I was concerned. See again, uh, you have to put it into co- context. Boro uh, is is not a Premier League side. It's a uh, it's it's so many places below us. You would expect us having played one bad match uh, to to just about manage a draw against them mm-hmm. uh, with that miraculous cross finally coming from Aurier. I mean, we would have expected to at least uh, boss them and 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 really, uh, you know, show them their place. Uh, more goals for sure, but also generally dominate the match and and put in a very sharp, spiffy performance. That didn't happen. We got two goals pretty quick. We got both those goals from mistakes uh, the bo- the Boro yeah. defense made. Yeah. Uh, so we were lucky. Uh, and in 15 minutes we were up by two, but then what happened? I mean, I mean, uh, we we just kept giving away the ball. We uh, made mistakes. We made misspasses. And towards the end, uh, Borrow did uh, did turn up the did turn up the heat on us uh, to the point where, uh, uh, you know, uh, they could have pulled level. And 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 if it went to a uh, tiebreaker, anything could have happened. So sure. that's not how you play against a team like Boro. And I think uh, we ended the match with, again, uh, a, a great positive in the sense that, uh, you know, Taganga showed that he has uh, uh, versatility. He can play right across the defense line, and that's fantastic. But, you know, other than that positivity, you know, that is there. I I felt that uh, we are very confused. We didn't have strategic coherence. Uh, Moreno is still trying to figure out uh, how we would play. And the number of mistakes we made, the number of times we gave the ball away against... Uh, I think we would uh, we would pay heavily. So I, I, I came away from that, that match uh, thinking, wow, man, we have a lot of things to fix. Oh no! I had a completely opposite reaction to that match. Actually, um, uh-huh. Bav, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but like I thought that we played really well in that match, even though it was uh, um, Boro. <laughs> we 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 create we actually created so many chances, and it was just irony that the two goals that we got were from the mistakes that the Boro guys did. You know, our our chances we were not at all clinical. So I don't know, Bav, what do you think about the match? So it's, it's, it's funny just listening to that and um i'm in a whatsapp group with all the guys that i've got a season ticket with and and um my brother's one of them and and, and the views were ranging between mostly everyone was quite annoyed by, by the time we got to the second half everyone was quite annoyed with the way that we were playing okay. i had comments of what for they're absolutely going to kill us on saturday um, <laughs> <laughs> and i am a bit worried about that okay but um uh. I kind of agree with you, Annie. Um, I thought um, yeah. I, I I thought we played really well. I, I liked the fact that we were kind of 
again, someone mentioned about Los Celso's passing and um, forward passing in that was quite noticeable in that game, um, and it was good to have that in the team. I think it was quite also ironic that Lo Celso in the first minute lost the ball twice and then 30 seconds <laughs> yeah. later scored, so that, that was great. Um, but, but yeah, but the passing was quick, which which is something that we've been struggling with. I don't think we've been doing it under Mourinho and it, and it, it, it tailed off under Poch. So that's that's a positive. I thought the first half, uh, we made a lot of chances. And yeah, it was, it was, it just, it's, you, you focus on the fact that our two goals came from mistakes, but we, there were a lot of um, um, good moves and, and, and potentially goals that we could have had that would have been from 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 our, our own play. So I think that was fine. Um, and I think you have to take the positives. I think the second half, ultimately, Borough got a foothold in the game. Probably our intensity um, went down a bit. Um, and, yeah, I, 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 I was never really that worried that, that Borough were, were going to come back in. But I think we were doing what we needed to do. Um, I, I know it doesn't look great. And, and I think that, there is cause for concern there, but ultimately we haven't been playing well recently. There was a good performance there, and I think you take the positives and you you you, you even look at the goal. I mean, we we talk about Gazaniga. I think he should have saved that, and ultimately Loris can't come back quick enough. I mean, that's that's the thing that we need, um, and 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 he's 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 almost there now. It looks looks good, so let's hope you know when he comes back in goal, his arm doesn't fall off again. Um, <laughs> Oh my God, but that yeah, was horrible I, I, to I, see, man. Yeah, that was just... re- really bad, really bad. Um, but yeah, it worries you. Oh, sorry, going on a tangent, it worries you the kind of injury he had, whether he will be the same again, because you can imagine mentally that kind of um, injury that he's had and how I mean, it's, it's his most. Hello. Um, well, and, just and that was positive. And you, and you look at it, you uh, think hey. Ericsson's going to come out of that team? So Are you good? You, yeah. just, you just dropped out. Like, I couldn't hear past after. Uh, you were talking about something about uh, speaking the looks. Think about the positives, and then you kind of dropped off. Your voice kind of dropped off. Yeah, it's it's fine. I I I, I was probably talking for ages. Uh, did you hear? Uh, did you? I, I was talking about Loris. You got that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mental impact that it ever had on the injury. Yeah, yeah. But I would take the positives from that game. Well, this is what I took anyway. Um, um, I think um. At yeah, least, I think at least we yeah. had a win to talk about. <laughs> but and also, so so this this is another thing. So I didn't go to the game on 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 um on Tuesday because it's not included okay. as part of the season ticket. Oh, okay. and um and um the people that I had to see them to get a few of them would say, well, we should really go to this game because it'll be one of the first games at home we'll win for, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it'll, it'll be just nice to see us win. Um, yeah. Oh man. But yeah, we're through and we're playing Southampton in the next round. I'm not sure when that match is, but uh, yeah. It's but, on the 25th, uh, I think, um, uh, next Saturday. But yeah, we have to we have to beat them, especially after the way we played against them last time. We we owe them that performance. I think at least the team owes us up a good performance against Southampton. <laughs> but uh, we'll 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 get to that. But uh, so let's uh, talk about the transfers. Um, first yes. of all, we have got a new man, uh, Jetson. I just think that's an awesome name. So Jetson Fernandes, welcome to the club. Jetson, if he's listening, you know, I hope he listens. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so sure um, yeah. So uh, uh, Mukund, do you have mm. do you have any uh, insight into Jetson? For I mean, the most research I did was watching ten YouTube videos. Ten. But, okay. So. But the thing is, he didn't even have ten YouTube videos to watch. So. Oh, like, so it's a little. Uh, 
he's one of our danny rose's play, players i guess we have to wait for danny rose's uh, googling results of finding out what he, what we can does uh, pratik do you know anything about jetson uh, i didn't see anything of him on the youtube i didn't search for it but there's a very good article on sky which talks about him and okay. apparently he broke through into the benfica team team and he did well and he even won the league with them apparently and uh, he also has two appearances in the national team so the biggest thing which was in the article that he doesn't have you know a fixed position yet he's been played in the midfield he's been even played in the right attacking right. position so right. i mean he needs somebody who can actually guide him it's like a it's like a very good stage of his career right now for him to be nurtured so i mean that was the biggest thing in the article i mean he's a raw talented player but needs to be refined needs to be given a defined position and has to improve i mean there's no assist like no assist or go no goal at least in what i could see from his stats and all right, so right. i think he's like a rough diamond right so so i did a little uh, so i saw this little youtubing myself so um what i found out was that this guy uh i was uh, drafted into the team by the benfica's previous manager not the guy in charge now and uh, he was brought into the team and he was playing as a cm there and he was killing it and in fact at a point that he was supposed to be he was started as the next big talent coming out of benfica but then uh, yao felix showed up and uh, lit the league on fire in fact before yao felix they were in the same team but yeah but jetson was getting all the praise and then the manager changed and something happened between um, jetson and this new manager and the new manager just wouldn't play with play jetson in the in his system maybe i think he changed the system or something and yao felix became the star of that team and i think they went on to finish second or did they win i don't know so um anyway so uh, he what happened to jetson is he basically got sidelined from the team he got frozen out by the coach so i don't know why that happened and even when he did play he would be playing out on the right wing and um, the only reason he would play there is because he had pace but actually he's a central midfielder and uh, and i don't know if you, you saw his interview one of his role models is musa sissoko so um uh, i don't know what what's going on there so like i think he plays in a similar kind of fashion and he looks like the kind of guy who plays like sissoko just running up and down but hopefully he has a good pass on him as well so and a shot Yeah, we've been missing that in midfield. Susako would be, I think, the perfect midfielder if he had a, if he could he shoot, he could score, and he could pass. Score. Like he could, he could give those through balls, you know. So yeah, uh, so this guy fell out of the team because uh, he wasn't fitting in the coach's tactic. So they were yeah. playing a four-two-three-one before, but then once the new coach came in, he played a four-four-two with two central midfielders. Oh. So he needed uh one, he needed them to do both attacking and defensive roles. except this guy wasn't so good uh, in a defensive role he's a box to box midfielder he right. uh, he tries to pass forward and tries to dribble his opponent right. and always tries right. playing up up the right. pitch and not sideways right so that is a positive the right. uh, negatives are he is uh, he is not a he's not a finished product he right. doesn't have uh, extremely good passing right. and he is not that defensively capable as, especially if he has to play in a dm or a cm role he needs someone else to shore up the defense because yeah, so, like i said he's very attack minded right. and uh, so, yeah that's that's kind of wanted to what i wanted to uh, 
bring up next so we have we have signed the guy who plays alongside the defensive midfielder in fact i think we have three players who can play alongside the defensive midfielder in loselso and dombele and uh, now jetson so why are we not looking at a defensive midfielder uh, bhav do you have any idea i don't i don't know who's available honestly i i kind of um we haven't even been linked with any have we so no i don't know if there's a lack maybe they're just thinking that we're not going to get someone in this window let's just basically um let's get in what we can right now and actually recruit properly in the in in the summer um i i mean the gets getson um transfer makes no sense other than it seems a no brainer um but you know i know nothing about him but you know the, the guy that he was linked with west ham before us i mean um, I hope I hope I hope he's amazing. Um, but <laughs> it it was it, it appears like it, it isn't a, a, the sort of player that we needed. I mean, if you look at the situation, we're in central, central defence, right yeah. back, and, and and maybe a striker is what we need. And we've gone and bought an attacking midfielder. It's kind of right. it doesn't make yeah. sense unless he's given up on Endombele. But I don't think you can give <laughs> yeah. up on Endombele and replace him with a 21 year old that's played about 30 games. Right, the, the the and you know what's funny? The way Mourinho talks about Endombele, it's just like he's tired of this guy. You know, he's like one day, one week he's injured, the next week he's not injured, the next week he plays, the next week he says me, it says tells me he can't play, and he's like, it has been like this since August. You know, when I heard that, I was like, okay, so there is something going on between him and Endombele, but like I hope there isn't because that guy, if he loses weight, <laughs> you know, if he becomes match fit. I think there we have one hell of a player over there, you know. I like I think in our previous Liverpool game, that is I think the highlight I remember of that guy is just ten minutes against Liverpool and he made Liverpool's three-man midfield look like they were not there. So you know, I really hope we get to see that Endombele for ninety minutes for a whole season. That's. Uh, I think. I think uh, you know, uh, being a member of the horizontally. Uh, challenged, <laughs> uh, you know, group. Uh, yeah, me too, me too. You know, like I'm just saying, discri- discriminated in the world. I have a lot of, uh, you know, sympathy for for Endombele. Uh, he was. I think. I think we commented a lot about it on on WhatsApp while the last match was going on. He was thinner. He was fitter in uh, in in the French league. And he was not injured at all. He 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 played match after match over there, and I think he has put on weight, and that has uh, adversely affected him. Uh, uh, hopefully, it's nothing to do with any medication he's taking, and hopefully, he'll be able to knock it off. Uh, yes. He can he can get back to what he was a year back physically. The talent yes. that he has is obvious. So yeah. he'll be fantastic for us. There's, there's, no, I, I have no doubts about it. I, I really hope that he, he makes it that way because he would be in my fantasy eleven alongside Musa Dembele, uh, in the all-time eleven of Spurs that I have seen. Yeah, and he has we, that potential. Yeah, we've just seen like ten, fifteen minutes of him, and we are already talking about him on that level. So you can like imagine. Yeah, yeah. no, no, he, he has it all. Uh, he, I yeah. just hope that things don't go sour. Between him and Mourinho yeah. to the point where it becomes uh, counterproductive because sometimes that happens with Mourinho. Uh, to be fair, sometimes yeah. that happens with Poch and some players as well. Yeah, if uh, like Walker. <laughs> so. Yeah, and 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 I think there's one great player, and I don't know why we didn't uh, think about him. There's this guy called uh, Sanderson Bird. 
he he would be a very good defensive midfielder in 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 my opinion uh which team? Know, and and i'm sorry which team does he play for who is this guy this is a guy i'll have to i'll have to just get get Are some you talking about sander birds yeah Sanderberg. yeah uh, he plays for gang gang that's right uh, that's I, right i thought he was a striker no no he's no like 65 towering cdm yeah. he's a oh. tall towering uh, fellow scandinavian has a presence and and uh, jurgen klopp was pretty impressed with him okay oh okay and and you know so that's an example of a player and i'm sure there are how, other how old is he he's 21 okay that's a good age yeah so i just wanted to ask uh, in general so there are two kinds of center defensive midfielders that i've noticed you know the one is like a fabinho who big reads the game well doesn't have all the pace in the world but you know he just moves around like reads the game well cuts out cuts off passing lanes and uh, supplies the ball forward and there's the other type which is like kante who is um, what do you say he's like an engine he just runs everywhere non stop 90 minutes 100 minutes whatever it is he will just it's like there are two people two of him on the pitch at any point of time what kind of uh, a cdm would you prefer to have in your team ramirez um, Ramirez 100% Ramirez is someone like you said who keeps running around but he runs even more than Kanté yeah. and he he's someone who doesn't lack in uh, any offensive uh, duties or in defensive duties so Ramirez he was at Chelsea yeah okay yeah but not not specifically I mean, I him take, he's probably finished I wouldn't there, right? take Ramirez I said no, not him. I mean I meant <laughs> someone like, like Ramirez someone like him, yeah. so So somebody on I think Sky they have this transfer uh, show that they they live stream on YouTube every morning. So in that so one of those uh, guys actually compared uh, Jetson to Ramirez how he runs non-stop and he goes up and down and stuff. So maybe we can expect that from him. I hope. Who was that? Was that wasn't Merson though, was it? No, no, no. It was one of those young because, 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 because you can, you can just uh, ignore that straight away. If it was him, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't him. It, it, this was a different show. It had like um, younger people and two, two women were actually hosting the show. So okay, no, and blonde. You know, as much as I hate Paul Merson, he did come out with his uh, mental health issues, and I, I, I kind of gained some respect for him. Uh, if you've seen his interview on uh, how he battled his uh, past. you would see he's not as bad as i mean the thing with the social media is we just slander them like we don't have any consequences right we can say what is the hell we want to and we do exactly that on these analysts are basic judging them just on their opinions but then at the end of the day like we've seen even players are humans too and they have their own uh, they have their own problems so like i did hate paul merson once but then once he came out of that interview i don't hate him as much He's just all I know about Paul Merson is that every prediction he makes is wrong. That's so. That's all I uh, know about uh, Paul Merson. So and anyway, anyway, we don't get to see much about that guy over here. So all all I see about him is like on you on on Twitter. In fact, people just making fun of him. So I think it's yeah. fine. I think it's fine. It's um. You know he's not sitting there basically feeling bad about Tottenham, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't start feeling bad about him. <laughs> but but just just going back to that that point on on that defensive midfielder and the fact that we have players like Ndombele and 
maybe this new Fernandez, in my opinion, the wrong Fernandez. But anyway, I hope yeah, we'll hope find he... out soon. I think. Yeah. Those, yeah, those guys hope... are spending, I think, eighty million on Fernandez. No, and... they're spending fifty million. No, so Sporting are in a spot where they need to sell him because what, they didn't what sell I him saw, last. What I saw online, and in fact, uh, the coach, the Sporting coach, said that Fernandez is starting for Sporting tomorrow. And also yeah. that uh, they want 65 million euros plus 10 million in add-ons. So I don't know if that guy is worth 100 million, man. I don't think he is. Like including the agent fees and all that stuff, right? It's gonna, it's, it's ah. a, that's a huge, that's like a huge transfer, dude. So I don't know if that guy is actually worth all that hype. That's, I, I, that's I think they have still not agreed, right? So there must be yeah, still. Right. That's what exactly. Rights. They're not even agreed on the fees because I'm I'm sure they're thinking it's over the top. Otherwise, we would have signed him for sure. You yeah. would have. <laughs> but we didn't that's sign right. him because we gave an offer of forty plus twenty when they wanted seventy. Yeah, but now right now they don't want seventy. They want lesser. <laughs> I don't know. If like, and, and, but, and they uh, probably figured out we are not making Champions League anyway. So, which was one of the uh, conditions. Exactly. Those 20 in that 20, it is whether we, if we win the PL, if we win the CL, yeah, probably exactly. even the World Cup, maybe would have added that loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the one that, that really got away from us was Dybala. I Dybala, mean, oh man, Dybala, he is scoring uh, just amazing goal after amazing. Scoring for fun. And now Sari didn't like it. Sari doesn't know anything. That is what I've come to understand after <laughs> after seeing that guy for two years. He tried to he benched Ronaldo. Ronaldo went home. Uh, then he started playing all the matches. Then he tried to get rid of Dybala. Dybala just scoring screamer after screamer, and he can't drop. Maybe that's his that's his strategy that he he kind of angers them and and gets the best out of. Them. But, okay. Okay. So I just wanted to probably stop a cigarette on that, but (laughs) so like uh, maybe the Bab goes to all these matches, right? So there are two uh, particular situations I just want to ask what how he would react if he was there, right? So one is um, obviously the last season with uh, Kepa, where he uh, he would he told Sari, I'm not going off. And uh, the second is uh, this season, what Xhaka did uh, while get, getting off the pitch. You know, like, what are the what, what did you think of that? And, like, if one of the Tottenham players had done that, how would you react? I think both of them, you, you would react with a, a tremendous anger. I think, really? I think when, 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 it, when they're not at your club, you can kind of look at the um, circumstances. So, the Xhaka one... Um, you know some of the stuff that he came out with, and the way that they, he was treated by the Arsenal fans right. um, wasn't great, right? And um, and the fact that you know he's not the first player that's been booed off at Arsenal, um, True, yeah. so you know they they, they had a, um, that situation with Abue, I think, a few years Abue, ago. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying I, I I know Tottenham fans can also be harsh, um, um, and I'm not saying that we're perfect, but I think in particular the the um and you read about this the kind of um, um atmosphere around Arsenal um um and just their fan base is quite divided um, that probably triggers that kind of response to players. Um, I, I saw a very similar example to um to that with one of our players a few years. Do you remember Garley? No. Or some Garley? I don't know if you remember him. He he. he bit part player around the, the the same time we had Mal Bronk um probably oh. Martin Yole was the manager okay and um and Martin Yole um substituted Gali 
and uh, he came off, he took his shirt off and he stamped on it. Oh. And um, you look it up on YouTube, I'm sure it'll be there somewhere. And um, yeah, he got a terrible reception and, and he was finished at the club after that. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't a very good player anyway, but he was done. You can't do that. And ultimately, yeah. sort of, um, again, with the Xhaka thing, you can take a step back and, and, and um, try to understand the reasons behind it when, when you don't support that team. And, and But I think as a fan base, if, 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 if the player is literally there, you know, booing, or I can't remember what Jack had done exactly. I think he sarcastically booed them or told them to no, F he, off, I don't he, know. He told them to fuck, him off. fuck off. And, and he yeah, also... Okay. okay, so we can swear on this pod. His... I wasn't yeah, sure. yeah. Okay, he told them to fuck off. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can't do that. You can't do that. And, and you know, you, you, like, like I say, as a fan base, you'll get some sensible people that try to understand, but ultimately you're going to be outraged when, when, when you're seeing that. But there's a background to it, right? And that, that, that's the point. The, the situation with Kepa, um, that was just disgraceful. And again, you wouldn't be happy with it. You, you can't undermine your manager. Yeah. You, you really can't. And, and um, you know, I know what you said about sorry, but you can't do that. I mean, it probably was a really bad decision to take off Sar- um, Kepa for Caballero, probably. But um, yeah, you, you, you can't do that. Yeah. So, um... oh, shit. I was going to say something and I forgot. <laughs> I was building. I was building on this, and I just forgot about it. Just went away from my mind. No, but uh, I, I think what what Bhav you say is so so amazing that you know I know it's about the dollars and it's about professional management and uh, you know it's the owners who calls the shots, right? Any uh, in our case, but at the end of the day, uh, you know the fan base is so important, and the connection people have with players is is so important. I mean, the obvious thing that, that I'm, I'm sure a lot of new generation Spurs fans are becoming Spur fans because, uh, uh, you know, of Harry Kane. And, you know, when I was young, I used to read a comic strip called Roy of the Rovers and uh, played for a club called Mythical, of course, Melchester Rovers. And Harry Kane is a bit, a bit like that. You know, he, he can score crazy goals. He leads the whole team. Uh, plays for England and and is very loyal to the club. So right. so at the end of the day, the 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 fan base and the fan connection is so much a part of the success of a club, isn't it? It just yeah. gives gives identity yeah. to the whole club. And I think I think I, I, that's that's a good point. And I think and I think about my the time I've had the season ticket and stuff. And I think there's been two specific points where everything seemed to be aligned and um and and you know the players the fans the manager everything was 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 working and it was fantastic and it was um and it didn't mean that we were great but it was working and we were going in the right there one was under martin Yoff, and one clearly was under potch i think with rednap we were a good side um but i think there was an awful lot of our fan base that had a distrust of rednap i certainly did um um but the the two times I felt in the last 15, 16, 17 years was that maybe 18-month period under Yo and the three, four-year year period un, under Poch. Just amazing times. Um, and I know we didn't win anything, but just amazing times because everything was aligned. You kind of, you were behind the manager. The crowd was up for it. Um, you had a rapport with the players. Um, you, you kind of think of that period where we moved from Sherwood and the horrible kind of players and the 
relationship you had with the players and the fans to then what he built. You know, he 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 brought Harry through. Maybe he got lucky with Harry and stuff, but he brought him through. And and then then you had everything really aligned. And it's such a shame we don't have that now. Yeah, but I think we'll we're we're I think Mourinho is just here to I think Mourinho is here to just change the mentality of the players, you know, make them know what it feels like and what it takes to actually win something and i hope i hope for these guys sake at least he does it because after that i think mourinho is just going to be here for 3 years i don't think there's any longevity in being at tottenham so it's just building for something better and probably i I, I have a massive fear right that jose will be gone by next summer <laughs> I don't and 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 no and and I don't think he's going to be and I think we our upward trajectory will begin begin again after Jose. I've just got this really bad feeling. I think we're going okay. cycles. <laughs> okay, I know that like sounds that. really negative. Right, I know, I know. Jose, Jose, I didn't want Jose. I'll be honest. I didn't. I absolutely no. did not want Jose. And no. I remember my brother saying this to me, and he said a year ago when um, Jose maybe a bit longer. Jose was at United. And we had Poch. We used to sit there and laugh at the fact that we had Poch and they had Jose. And right. there's a good chance in six to nine months, it's going to be totally reversed. <laughs> um, you know? Yeah, anyway, I think... I'm, I'm, I'm very much a, 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 a very positive on Poch. So, uh, yeah, right. maybe I'm yeah. Slightly, slightly blinkered there. No, like he was, the, he was in charge of the, you know, the transition period of the club, you know, playing at Wembley and... Moving stadiums and he done a lot more than he 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 went. That's unfair. I think yeah. yes, the club was in a transition period, but right. in that trans the the perceived transition period that you're talking about, yeah. In my lifetime, Tottenham have never never challenged the league. Yeah, okay. we kept we, we we maybe didn't come very close, but we we were talked about for the league twice. Yeah, this right. is in our transition period. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, then 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 basically we we weren't so good last year. Still finished for we, we, we and remember there's only one other manager in the last 30 years that's got us into the Champions League right and that's Red Red on it I think four times yeah it, like he, the last yeah it's a lot more than a transition period under Poch guys in my opinion anyway Paul did far more than he gets credit for actually we can never yeah. imagine the situation he went through the Wembley thing. The last season at White Hart Lane, no, no signings for two windows. I mean, these are huge things if you look at it one this, by this, one. The, but the, we, the, we won't get the no signings thing, the no signings thing. One day, I would love to find out whether Potch was complicit in this because the narrative and the perception, and I think it's probably right, is that it's Levy, and Levy wasn't able to release the funds for whatever reason. He didn't want to release the funds, and that's one of the reasons why we've lost Poch now, because he wasn't able to refresh the squad. I'd love to know the inside story to say if that really is the case, and whether yeah. Poch was complicit with um, with not signing players, or was he too loyal to the players that he had, and he didn't have the ability to then bring through the next wave? I, I don't know. I can't answer that. And that, that is something we probably will never find out. I think we'll find out in that Amazon documentary. <laughs> <That's the same. laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe. I can't wait for that. That is going to be... Uh, we need that documentary after this season. <laughs> so, so, so for the, for the benefit on the, on the, on the Moreno-Poch conversation, you know, let me quote 
Danny Blanchflard for us, you know, yeah. because that's really the Tottenham philosophy. So the great fallacy is that the game is first and last about winning. It is nothing of the kind. The game is about glory. It is about doing things in style and with a flourish, about going out and beating the other lot, not waiting for them to die of boredom. <laughs> now that's Tottenham. We haven't won a lot, but we have always been known for, well, doing things in style and with a flourish. Uh, with Mourinho, my fear is that, you know, I mean, I, mean, I mean, the cynical have called him anti-football and all of that. I think he's a brilliant tactician. He's a brilliant uh, thinker about the game. But the truth is that his style of playing has been overtaken by other styles in the last five or six years. And, and as a result, Mourinho has stopped winning and he has kind of started falling behind a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, and the Klops and the Gordiolas of the world uh, with different styles have actually overtaken Mourinho's style. So, so my fear is that, that Mourinho may not be successful because he has to compete against those kind of players and teams with what he has, which anyway needs a rebuild and injuries don't help. And he will also, in order to be successful, take a course which will, you know, make him very different from what is at the heart of Tottenham Hotspur. And, and that will, when the results also don't show, uh, start making him very unpopular. And, and that's where I think I, I share my fear with, with Bhav. So, so that's, that's really... Uh, my my concern about Mourinho. It reminds me a little bit of the George Graham situation in the fact that we kind of um, I know it's totally different eras and stuff, but we basically went with a manager who we you know was tainted with our rivals. I mean Jose isn't tainted with Arsenal, but tainted with Chelsea. Less less less, less that bothers <laughs> me less, but that bothers me less. But 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 we know about the sort of the, the perception of his football, um, and you know ultimately. We make, you know, what, what, the, the problem with that and the problem with any manager of that type is it's sustainable for a short period of time once the results are there. Once the results are gone, people are not, not going to put up with that type of football. But the game's changed as well and managers don't last more than two or three years anyway. So, you know, let's just yeah. see where it takes us. So, you know, um, I, I'll tell you my scenario of what Mourinho is. Like, this is the ideal scenario. So... Mourinho has come in. He is going to. Ch- he has just come here as like I feel like he has come here as a mental coach who has just come here to convince these players that they are not losers. You know, they you can you can like actually go and achieve something playing this wonderful football. Like they are all good players, right? On paper, like we discussed this in the last uh, podcast. So on paper, world class squad, right? So he is actually going to convince these guys that they can actually win things. And he will get them to actually win things. He'll be here for three years or two years or whatever. He'll actually make them win something. And then he will move on. And then we will either, like in an ideal scenario, I would want Poch back. So that, you know, like the familiarity is there again in the club again. Like, but, you know, if but I think after he is gone, we will be going after the next young coach. And hopefully it's someone like Nagosman or something who is just, uh, you know, killing it with... Uh, with uh, RB Leipzig right now. Mukund, what do you think? 
is uh, going to happen or can you predict the future okun hello yeah bro oh okay can yeah, you predict the future? i can't predict the future but what but, do you think uh, will happen i for one will back mourinho in this tenure that's for right. how long it is i mean yeah i massively love poch i i felt so sad i went on a massive rant when he left and i couldn't even get over poch leaving because right. like when i started supporting spurs it was uh, 2013 yeah 2013 and we were so shit under avb i mean that final liverpool defeat and then sherwood coming into the club it was it was a horrible time i mean the first time first year i'm supporting spurs and it was so bad and then pochino came and he completely changed the club's philosophy right. he brought the fans so close to the players and to the club it, right. he made us into one big family so yeah i was i was heartbroken when poch left but I mean, because of Pochettino, we are able to get a manager like Mourinho to come to Spurs. I mean, before Pochettino, why would Mourinho ever come to Spurs? Yeah, Mourinho has this uh, history of, you know, breaking down in the third season, but he's also made clubs serial winners. He's won them trophies, and that too, not just the leagues. He's won them their Champions Leagues, and he's exactly what we need after someone like Pochettino. Pochettino is the rebuild guy. Mourinho is the guy who takes us to the next step. So yeah, I think we should give Jose time. I mean, before we write him off saying he's a stopgap, he is definitely not a stopgap. Maybe he won't be spending 15 million a year on a stopgap solution. So, okay. yeah, I um, think I think we need to give time on this. What's 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 your gut feeling though? I I I I, I totally agree that the, the thinking behind why they brought him in, um, and and what they want. Do you think he'll achieve it with us? With with with, with the way that our club is run. with our club's history the, the type of football he plays and the fact that you know he has looked a busted flush especially at united um and he didn't have an awful lot of offers rolling in i don't think from the top clubs because if they were coming in do you think he would have taken us on uh okay so according to me i think the way the club club's going to be run in the future i mean starting from now is going to change so uh up until now we were on a tight budget mainly because we were always building a stadium and if we didn't have white hart lane we were playing at bamley so what the stadium has allowed us to do is it brings in a massive revenue stream every single year so apart from paying off the stadium debts we do have a massive amount of money that we can invest in the transfer market like so let's take the summer mark summer window for example we spent about 120 million if we do bring in losalso on a permanent basis we spent about 120 million and we broke our transfer record twice in the same window yes we always have a history of you know not going out for the players we need and not spending the money but i honestly think that is going to change and regarding mourinho he took that united side which i think is a horrible side to second and won them three trophies in one season and this was his second season in in united yeah he had his third he had his third season breakdown but that was mainly because one he couldn't get the players he wanted out of the club that is pogba and uh, two he didn't get the backing he needed from edward wood edward wood completely just left him to dry and did not sign the players that he wanted and the players he wanted was toby alderweireld harry maguire eric dyer danny rose i'm pretty sure in their primes toby eric dyer danny rose they were ch- they were completely changed the united side they would have made them they came second with with city on a roll I'm pretty sure if they got Toby or um, Dyer and Rose, 
that have gone on to be title winners under Mourinho. So I think Mourinho with the right backing, and that backing is definitely going to come from Levy, is what I think. Mourinho under the right backing can definitely change our side. So yeah, I think we'll go on to win some trophies in the next... I don't expect us to win immediately, so I'll give a buffer of about one more season. I won't expect us to win this season or the next, but the, the next next season onwards, I'd expect us to win some trophies. No, 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 no. Mourinho said next season we'll win. Did you see that interview he did? <laughs> he said, yeah, this season we can't win the league, but next season we can win. The way the gumption with which he said it, no, I was like, yeah, he's the manager. I was like, yeah, bro, that is enough. That's all I need to hear. So that, 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 he, he said that in, in, in his first or second interview, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah. the first interview back with Sky Sports, he's like, this yeah, season yeah. we can't win, next season we can win. I was like, I, I yeah, Poch had would, never said that. Not once. I would, love, I would love to see, having worked at Tottenham now for three months, Right, now what he thinks, months. yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and having, having, having seen his budget from Levy and, 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 and the fact that basically he wanted Bruno Fernandes, but he's got someone called Gedson. <laughs> Let's see if he says the same thing. I swear. He's got a reality check now. But then, like, in fact, in one of his press conferences, they, uh, one Portuguese... Um, uh, what do you call it? media guy actually yeah, asked him uh, do you want to sign bruno fernandez and he is like uh, that is not the kind of player profile that we are looking at right now so i think our plans i think originally we were looking at fernandez and dibala because we want to play that 41212 system uh, you know the one that we that got pot sacked i think it's that it's that, it's that formation that got him sacked uh, so in that for system i think he would have worked alongside um, Celso and Ndombele and all these other guys, you know, playing these the compact midfield with the winger with the wingers being the fullbacks essentially. In that system, I think he would have worked. But now with what Mourinho is trying to play, I don't think there's a place for uh, uh, Bruno in the team, especially if Ndombele is fit and we actually sign a CDM. Can he play across the front four? I don't think he's a winger and attacking midfield. I think. Loselso, well, that's what we signed Loselso for. Even Pochettino said that he's a replacement for Ericsson. So, I you know, know, surprisingly, Jetson Fernandez has been played at second striker in Benfica. I mean, I think he played one or two matches at second striker. Yeah, he was playing the second striker, right wing, and all that. I don't know if that is his best position. He think he himself. Is Nobody knows his best position. He is said, <laughs> from what I know, from what I know from this Canadian guy who explained it to me on YouTube. Bro, he's a he's a Benfica fan, okay. So uh, I've I've seen random videos of his on YouTube. So I messaged him on uh, like two days back, like, hey bro, we just signed Jetson Fernandez. Can you make a video like telling who he is? Because I don't think any English fan knows who he is, okay. An English football <laughs> fan knows who he is, what he does, how he plays. So this guy next day is made a 10-minute video explaining who he is, what he's done. I was like, oh. okay, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> That's why I'm excited about this guy. That guy was actually sad that his club had to sell him. Oh my god! So I was yeah, like, he okay. Didn't, he didn't. He didn't like wax lyrical about Jetson Fernandez either. He's just yeah, saying he's this like, guy is like a prospect and nothing. Yeah, like exactly. He was a higher. More. It's like uh, I hope it's not like a trend versus. Um, Walker Peter situation where uh, you know, I dude, we have to have signed the raw, correct Fernandez, bro. We could not have uh, 
flop the fernandez signing bro that's all no, i want but, but honestly speaking this fernandez is more required than the other fernandez the other one we already have losalso who can fill in at cam and uh, barring losalso we have dele ali yeah uh, we need a replacement for musa sissoko you know musa sissoko is the one cm who's played the most number of matches under mourinho at center mid so True. so yeah we need a we need a replacement for him and i hope that this guy can fill his boots yeah and it's a very strange season when you're saying we need someone to fill in musa sissoko's boots and all. <laughs> yeah how the times have changed so uh, sorry hmm No, it's, it's the the, the Lewis, the Lewis is some new striker yeah. to out of the blue we that, that, that sounds like Andy Booth. We really, really don't want to be going with that guy. Never that guy looks like, sound like Luis Saha season, you know, some random yeah, striker. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, that... Let's get Lorente back. Yeah, he's I still an Lorente option. Lorente, to be honest. Lorente would, for six months, won't be bad. And that, that 1.5 million or something. Yeah, maybe oh, he can yeah. score us some, some, get us, he, I think he can win us a cup, man. I think the Milan striker is, is, I mean, I don't know anything about him, but from what, what I've heard and what I've read, he seems like a, a for, for the amount of money, maybe 25, 30 million, we should just pay it and just get hey, him in. If he doesn't work out, you sell him for 20 million in, in the summer, I'm sure you'll get the money back. It's a good, yeah. it's a good value for the current manager, yeah. Exactly. And, okay. and you know, he's, he's, he, he was quite highly rated. His stint at Milan, it seems like he doesn't do much outside the box very much. Yeah, just yeah he's just a, a striker. Who, yeah. yeah. But you're not, you're not going to get another Harry Kane. So, um, <laughs> that is yeah. Cool. I have one query though. I mean, uh, why is uh, why is Milan uh, willing to sell Piatek so soon? I mean, they got Zlatan, but Zlatan will be there only for probably one or two seasons more, right, Max? I mean, Piatek is just 23 or 24. He's there for the long term. I don't know why they're so willing to sell him. Already. So they have one more striker called Rafael Leo, Diao, who they bought okay. from Leeds in the summer. Oh. So he is, I think, about 20 or 21. He's very young and extremely fast. So he is who they're you know, uh, pinning their hopes on for the future, not beyond tech. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so they're willing to sell him. Yeah. So, so should, maybe we should buy him. I like, I like that he's very fast. Yeah, there is a, fear, a fast uh, attacker that we have been talking about multiple times on the podcast. Uh, who's that Victor guy? Hossman. Yeah, Victor, Victor Hossman. Hossman. Yeah. These are the players, uh, Bav, that we will never sign. Mukun shows us uh, excellent players that uh, we will never Mukun sign. Mukun makes us dream, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the other last week he showed us uh, a CDM who looked exactly like what we needed and uh, I don't think we're like there's not I don't think the club even knows he exists <laughs> <Hey, who>? <laughs> some guy from uh, Motion Gladbach oh Zakaria that is Zakaria oh Zakaria that is Zakaria yeah so that's the that's where the transfers are always very sad but then I'm excited that we actually signed someone 
that is i did not think that we would actually sign anybody considering everything oh, yeah you were saying something there is one more striker who is like available uh, i'm pretty sure you would have heard of him gabriel barbosa gabigol yeah, yeah gabigol he flopped like mad at uh, yeah, at inter inter yeah he flopped like mad at benfica too but then once he got yeah. loaned out to flamengo he just absolutely killed it yeah but apparently he has actually he's just available yeah. he's not i think the link to him right right i think i think the link to him what about cavani who's available on a free as a loan for his uh, his wages oh, are too high man imagine leaving five when he saw that his wage demands <laughs> yeah, sorry we were saying mukund psc want 30 million euros for cavani they want 30 million is leaving on yeah. the free in the summer oh my god so atletico yeah, started man. negotiating to get them get him this right now and they want 30 million so it's either 30 million or they get him on a free and psc uh, don't mind losing him out on the free auto He's what? Yeah, they're not penny pinching like us for Ericsson. Yeah. So PSG needs to do balance the books, right? They still have like four hundred million worth of wingers on there. So I think that's Mad what they're asking. Seriously. Or we can get Danny Ings. Oh, yeah. Before the Southampton. Yeah, that would be great. I think he would be <laughs> like the perfect backup striker for Harry Kane. You know, like he can just come on, bring some pace, and he's clinical also. unlike uh, most of our players yeah and he has some of the, he has very similar characteristics to kane too like he is always injured yeah he's injured this this leon guy would be perfect i don't know oh, what yeah. uh, musa dembele oh the other musa could have got a new you know they could sign him from fulham uh, i think uh, 2014 15 for 5 million yeah. exactly uh, all all fulham wanted was That, that that's the that's the move that triggered the resignation of uh, Paul Mitchells uh, who was our uh, recruitment director yeah right so so uh, and and that actually i think was also the beginning of the end of the poch era in some ways they had worked together in southampton and uh, i think poch relied a lot on him to to identify the players uh of course uh, this guy uh, apparently had not uh, cleared the medical but the idea was that we needed to take a chance on him and when that didn't happen that led to a major blow up with levy and then this guy went he's now uh, doing a pretty good job in uh, rb yeah. leipzig leipzig in yeah he found somare and all so uh yeah wait 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 you're talking about paul mitchell right yeah He found Somare. Yeah, he he's the Leipzig, right? He's the one who's found all the players that they have right now. I think he's. Oh, no, Somare is in Lille. Hey, then who's the guy in uh, Leipzig? Bubakari Somare is in Lille. Oh yeah. 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 Who's the CDM for Leipzig? Uh, no, that guy is centre back, right? Yeah, he's a centre back. I think I was talking about Keita. <laughs> Two years back. Uh, But anyway, coming back to this Musa Dembele, you know, we could have got him for five million. All we had to do was loan him back to Fulham for the rest of the season, which we did not agree to. We could have even got him from Celtic. You know, we have missed the chances. Now we he's gone to Leon, where the their president hates us and he won't sell us for cheap. 
boss yeah. we could have got sadia or mane if we were willing to yeah. pay 2 million more 2 million more yeah Oh, no, shit. we had actually agreed on the transfer fees. What we didn't agree on was the wages. He Sadio Mane demanded about hundred or hundred twenty k right off the bat, and at that time our wage structure was so tight and well held that we couldn't break it for Sadio Mane. Yeah. So many mistakes. But it's okay. He's a he's a he's a piece of shit guy. You know he <laughs> kicked the ball. He kicked the ball into Soko's hand. We all know that, right? <laughs> Even Liverpool <laughs> fans know that, so you know, don't yeah. give me shit. So, I don't want that guy in my team. So, yeah. <laughs> fuck him. But it's okay. Um, so, like, anyway, let's um, uh, no more transfers, right? Until next week, we'll talk about we'll talk about uh, the future. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we'll uh, let's preview the next game. Uh, oh, we play against. Jack Clark got loaned out. Jack oh yeah, got he's out to QPR. Gone, gone to QPR. So all the best to him. We've never seen him play, but uh, yeah, hope he kills it at QPR. So in our know, next, I, I hope. Yeah. I hope this uh, gives us. Uh, there's this guy called Sa in QPR. He plays exactly like Jack Grealish. So exactly what Jack Grealish was doing when Aston Villa won the Champions League, he was carrying the whole team. I mean, he's doing that right now too. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy uh, Sa, he plays exactly like Grealish. Is extremely fast. He's two-footed. He has excellent set-piece deliveries. And he's someone we've been linked to like throughout the whole summer from from summer. So I hope like he comes in next summer. And he's valued spell- at around twenty million. How do you spell that? E Z E. His first name is I think uh, Aberici. Aberici as a. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but easy, uh, easy. Aberici. Uh, Aberici easy. Yeah. Uh, he's English, huh? Yeah, he's English. Yeah, bro. One more guy will never sign. <laughs> Whatever. See, I hope we get at least one of these good players, bro. <laughs> Jets, and we got Jetson though. He's a cool name and all. So yeah, let's see what happens. We are playing. So the next match, we are playing against Watford. Who um, last time we played them, what happened? We drew against oh, them the last time, one-one. And uh, how would you? How Poch's would you... last game. Poch's last game. Um, Poch's the, last um, game. Yeah, I, I don't. It was his last game, wasn't it? It was definitely his last game at the Tottenham Stadium. Um, yeah. At White Hart Lane, I'll call it White Hart yeah. Lane. Um, okay. I don't think we had another game after that. Yeah. So it was his last uh, game. Okay. So. Wait. Let me check. This game was in nineteenth October. Guys, guys, before we go on to Watford, I completely forgot. Um, it, I mean, reports have come out that Inter have agreed a fifteen plus three million oh, deal yeah. to sign Eriksen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's take a moment to talk talk about um, one of the departures, one of the major departures from the team. So uh, Christian Eriksen is leaving Tottenham Hotspur this season, and he's going to Inter. So and he's going for a fee of around eighteen million. Initially, when I signed him, I thought we would uh, he would probably go to Real Madrid for like 150 million or something. But like you know, it is what it is. So, um, um, Pratik, tell me your fondest Christian Eriksen memory. I think the free kicks. I mean, the free kicks have been amazing over the years, especially the stat against Swansea and against other clubs. This season, we <clears throat> we saw his free kick against Norwich. That was a very good reminder. Of the good right. old days, 
and i think uh, like i'll miss his long range shots and his passes i mean he was an incredible player when on form but this season he has downed his tools i'll miss those goals man miss those goals miss those passes and miss those chances we used to sing for him right right better than ozil <laughs> no, he's not yeah and 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 he's the number 23 oh. yeah anirvan what is your uh, fondest memory Oh, Anirvan oh. hates Ericsson. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's love and hate, right? So, uh, in Hindi, we say pyaar and nafrat. So, mm. the thing is that, that, I mean, first of all, I'm an incredible fan of Ericsson. Uh, forget about, uh, you know, finding a replacement for him. I've, I've, I've said this before. I can't even think of a player who can replace ericsson the the uh, the good form ericsson the ericsson at his best uh the ability to play between the lines the ability the vision the ability to pick a gap the ability to make a pass uh and 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 being versatile work hard play up and down uh go defensive when required uh and and yet be able to move up with the ball as well and score goals off free kicks shots getting into the box i mean he he has it all uh, the weakness obviously was what may what what makes ericsson good but not great which is i which is why i think real madrid at the end of the day didn't come calling for him i mean he he uh, you know in the big moments the big matches he just kind of faded away and he didn't impose himself maybe it's mental thing with him uh but but that's why he's not great he's only good but in terms of footballing qualities forget about the person being somebody who will come to spurs i can't even think of a player in another team who can actually do what ericsson does as well as he does and i think inter are just incredibly lucky that they are going to get him i think he's going to recover his form in inter though earlier on i think yesterday i wished him badly but that's just a pick of the moment thing uh i think he's going to recover his form he's going to do very well and and i certainly wish him all the best it's a it's a pity that he he uh chose to leave spurs i think if he had stayed on in spurs and tried to recover uh, his form with morino and 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 morino would have then built the team around eriksen kane ali and son uh, the whole desk thing uh, you know at least the attack would have been intact and and he would have found ways of freshening them up uh, it's a pity that he he his mind got closed and uh, uh, you know all i can say is i wish him well he's he's a he's an absolute gem of a player and i hope we don't boo him or anything and we give him a good send off uh when his last match comes around oh yeah i think his last match was the previous match the middlesbrough win is it he won't be there against watford i mean like the way it looks yeah uh, the mourinho also said like he won't be there against watford yeah yeah so so after the middlesbrough game he completely avoided any interview in the yeah. mix zone where the players walk and the media can interact with them he avoided all kinds of interviews and just walked past yeah yeah so 
Uh, Mukund, what is your favorite? I mean, your most memorable. Okay, my fondest memory of Christian Eriksen, even though he's done so right. much for the club, is right. uh, the equalizer in the 93rd minute against West Brom when we were 3-2 in the Sherwood era. Uh-huh. So this was in 2013-14, okay? Oh my and God. we were losing to West Brom 3-2. I think it was we were uh, 1-3 and then he scored a goal and Eriksen equalized in the 93rd minute with a brilliant finish in the box. And, you know, I fell in love with that guy ever since that moment because, like, I started supporting the club during that year and to have a player of Ericsson's quality to finish in such a way and give us a point, even though it was just a point, it, it felt really good to have someone like Ericsson in our club. And, yeah, he's done so much more for us, but that was the moment which made me like Ericsson a lot. Mm-hmm. And, Bab, what about you? I, I've had a lot more time to think about it than you guys. <clears throat> Um, because you guys were all talking. Um, the one that a lot of people were sh- um, t- uh, quoting on Twitter today is that, that third goal against Madrid um, uh, took us 3 0 up. Lovely little chip over the keeper. That, w- that was a great moment, I think. And also what it meant for us as a club 3 0 up against uh, the European Cup holders. Um, that was pretty amazing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but I, I did I did see a funny tweet um, after our Borough game. I, I, for the guys that watched it, it says, Ericsson wanted to make sure his last set piece in a Spurs shirt beat the first man, so he smashed the ball into the cockerel above the stadium. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that free kick at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kicked it into space, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. One of the chances. I think it's, that... I think it's still travelling. The ball. <laughs> uh, I have two memories of that guy uh one is uh, i think the 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 his last minute winner against inter in last season's champions league because of which we actually went on to qualify that goal like how we that 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 same play we ran like after after we ran that play in that match we ran the same play in the next week and we got another point doing the same thing ericsson was the one who scored the goal and like you know that moment, like he, that was like my moment for him. And also, the other moment with that guy is uh, again in last again in last season Champions League where uh, he kicked like against Man City, where he uh, all he had to do is kick the ball front and clear it, and he kicked it back, uh-huh. and, <laughs> and Sterling went and scored, and then VAR disallowed it, and then they did a, his post match interview, and in that interview, Ericsson is like, I think I am the luckiest man on the planet. And I was like, dude, you have no idea. So that was a very human moment from that guy. So that is uh, one of my favorite memories. Oh, and also one more uh, memory is like um, another post-match interview of his where I think we had beaten someone uh, in Tim Sherwood's season. And um, they had asked him some question about Tim Sherwood and uh, some the, the guy next to him was answering the question while he was just looking at him and smiling, you know. Like Ericsson knew like, okay, yeah, Sherwood is gone. But uh, nice, nice PR, nice PR. You could see it on his face, you know. So, did you guys, did, did, human moments. Did you guys, did you guys hear the rumor about Eric Vertonghen? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I don't exactly. know. I was, I was about to comment on that. Maybe that was the trigger. <laughs> I think that is the main yeah. reason that he leaves. Something went on in the oh, background, oh, which we don't know. Maybe it's not that, but like something has definitely gone on where that guy dictated a contract as good as Harry Kane's, you know, like the best contract mm. we have. It's it's Harry Kane and Ndombele have that contract, 
And I'd uh, love to know why Vatongan had that black eye around the same time. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, something. Bot said there was something that happened in training, but uh, yeah, like, I don't think I don't think Ericsson could have given him the black eye though. I don't. Think, I, I don't, I don't think yeah, that. yeah. It's apparently Harry Kane punched him. So, yeah, he, he, yeah. he got he got he got I one hope, of the big uh, guys. I, to, to I really hope, with. I really hope uh, Amazon covered that <laughs> the documentary. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, that would be amazing. Do uh, you guys know that Ericsson is six feet? Yeah, like, he doesn't look six feet, but he is six feet. He, he looks like yeah, yeah, or something like that. He doesn't look like that. He doesn't look like that. When I saw him, he looked like maybe like five ten, five nine, five ten. That's it. Yeah, five ten at max. Yeah. yeah, but he's six. No, I think. Mm, oh, come no, on, guys. We are we are all Spurs fans. We can't believe stuff like that. I'm I'm <laughs> sure it was all made up. I mean, yeah. it's a bit of salacious things, but I think yeah. we have it's enough something. character on this radio show to say that that you know that that whole story of Jan and yeah, that Eric is probably that is mostly nonsense, up. but. Uh, I'm just saying something just has happened. It's just something has happened in the background where this guy has just refused to sign every contract. I initially I thought it's because he wants to go to Madrid, but he's going to Inter. So yeah. he's, he's just always he, said he has a secret plan in place. Yeah. You know, every I time know what asked him, every time a reporter has asked him what is your end goal or what is your dream move, he's always said yeah. that's a secret and that's something I keep to myself. Yeah. So we don't exactly know if it is actually Real Madrid, but I mean, yeah, the obvious guess is Real Madrid. But right, right now, all he wants is just a change of scenery, and yeah, uh, so far, only right. Inter are the Inter are the only club who offered him that. Yeah, I think he and got tired of England. Doesn't look doesn't make look to make sense as Unni said. You know, there's something on, something missing, something which we don't see. Somehow, yeah, he just doesn't Amazon. want to stay. Just wants to leave. You know, for no God, God knows what reason. But we'll we'll um, find out probably in future. Amazon will tell us. Yeah, Amazon. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, good luck, Alexan. Yeah, all the best. Christian, I still have his poster on my wall. You know, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Watford, man. So these guys are on a crazy oh. unbeaten run. Watford, they have won their uh, last. I mean, okay, they're not. They are undefeated in one, two, three. One, two, three. This Nigel Pearson has in the last six in the last uh, six games. Yeah, so Nigel Pearson. He is the guy who called the reporter an ostrich, right? Yes. He's, He's the guy uh, who also took his uh, son and team to Thailand. To Thailand for the orgy. Yeah, yeah. Thailand um, orgy. What a hiring. Yeah. Were interesting, interesting what happened with them since the last time we played them. We played them. They hired Kiko Sanchez Flores. They, I mean, rehired him. And then they, they, did, they won one match when that guy was their judge. And then he got sacked after Leicester. No, after Liverpool. So Liverpool got another manager sacked. Great, they just they just go around sacking managers like it's fun, man. And uh, and then ever since that, they oh after that they beat United, and uh, yeah they've been like the they've just had a couple of draws against Tranmere and uh, Sheffield, but the rest of the match they beat Wolves at home also. Mm-hmm. So what is this? No, no good uh, run, very good run actually. Oh, Nigel Pearson. Okay, so Bab has just shared a story. Bab, would you can you just uh, tell us a little bit about the story? What, is what story is this? 
ओके ओके ओ इंटरेस्टिंग वूल्स and he was oh nearly God. killed by a pack of wolves while on holiday where so, did he go dude for on holiday no idea it wait that is a story just wait for puppy it said no it's just say the talk sport article i have to open it You sorry guys yeah i i i yes i i i couldn't work out how to get take myself a mute, mute there i got a bit lost <laughs> okay uh, yeah but I, but i don't know much about this story but the story is that he was he was traveling somewhere he basically transylvania Yeah, he, yeah, and then he got ambushed by a load of wolves and beat them up. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so in that scenario, perhaps it's better that Ericsson doesn't play like our next match. I think he takes a belt to the training room. You know, like if somebody doesn't play oh. properly, he'll start whipping them or something. Why? <laughs> oh, he uses the force strategy and all to get away from the wolves. Hey, only he would have made Dombo a thin man. Come on, that's so... official. <laughs> Do ten rounds, bro. <laughs> After every training, do ten rounds and go. <laughs> That's for Endomble man. So he's got to go back Watford. Yeah, yeah, Watford. So um, yeah, they are on a good run. I stop that. They look in good form also. Delafeu, Pereira, and uh, Troy Dini are scoring regularly in all of their previous uh, six matches, which they have not lost. So um, Pereira is kind of being frozen out of the team because he said he wants to leave. Oh, he said that. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, good. In, that's in that's in a public that's, interview. He said he wants to leave. That's one goal less. One good news for us. Yeah, that's one goal less because that. But still, the team is on massive form because there's this guy called Ismaili yeah. Asar. Yeah, Asar. I remember, dude. He could have beaten Liverpool. <laughs> he was signed from me. He was signed from Rennes. Yeah, Rennes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember your rant only. <laughs> Dude, Liverpool, Watford could have beaten Liverpool like three-one. Okay, Dokure missed from in front of the goal. He miskicked it. Then I think somebody else on the left side miskicked it. Sar miskicked it. Then Doyle of you also some chance he missed. But lots and lots of chances they created against Liverpool. So I think we can. The team, uh, dude, Man City has to beat Liverpool, man. You can't have the most. Oh, Liverpool also can't go undefeated, bro. Then it will be two, two. Clubs that I can't stand that have that golden trophy, dude. No way. Man City can have the golden trophy. I don't care, but Liverpool can't have it. But now that I said it, they will get it. That's just how it works. This is how it's the universe, bro. It's the universe. Weird. What's what's the um what's the support um like for Liverpool in Bangalore? It's huge, man. It's a lot massive. of people. It's a lot of people. It's actually the highest supported club in uh, India, I think, after United. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like where I where I live, I live nowhere near. I live near. Right, I live um, in an area um, close to Harrow. Right, okay. so it's a it's it's quite a big um, um, Indian, um, you know, Indian expats, Indian community. We okay. have, um, you know, you know, there's a lot of Indians. They all bloody support Liverpool. All <laughs> bloody support Liverpool. And, and 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 it's because they're all glory hunters, right? So when, yeah, when yeah. their dads when their dads came over to the UK. In the seventies, in the sixties, Liverpool were the best team. Oh, right? so, 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 so then they've all basically um, 
just taken on Liverpool. So if, if I ever go to a bar and Liverpool are player, it's just horrible because you're just sitting in there with a load of Indians just supporting Liverpool and just like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened with United India. You know, India has a lot of Manchester United fans because when the football boom happened in India, United were the only club we were winning everything. United and Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea. I remember yeah, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, 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 just like that. Chelsea, Chelsea. was the glory hunters team, you know. Like, <laughs> if there was a Chelsea but, fan, they wouldn't know what happened before 2004. <laughs> Most of them, but some of them knew. Okay, some of them were like actual Chelsea fans who did up their history and they found themselves in the club, whatever. I know those kind of. Not fans. in India, da. Not in India. Da. Oh, dude, I know. <laughs> I know in India also, bro. I know. I know one fan like that also. Like so. I'll say. I'll say. I'll say. Get up, up, up. They have right. <laughs> oh yeah, get up, up, up. Get up. They have that shit, right? So he keeps posting all that on Twitter. I'm like, okay. But what what was mad is when I when I went to Madrid for the final. Oh, nice. And um. Obviously, really excited. First Champions League final for Tottenham, and right. you know you're talking about it for, for years and years, right? And um, my wife just came in and thrown my dinner on the table. I think she's annoyed <laughs> that I've been talking about football for so long. <laughs> she's not going to be talking to me anyway. So we were in, we were in Madrid. You got there and you think this is this 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 is, this is our first Champions League final. You know, it would be full of Tottenham. You got there, and this is no word of a lie. I would think that we were outnumbered by Liverpool fans. Probably ten uh, to one, ten to one. I mean, uh, it was. It was. I. 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 I knew. Obviously, I know how big Liverpool are, how big they are globally. But being in Madrid, I realised it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just right. their the their fan base is immense. I mean, it's just yeah. hard to describe. Mukund, you were saying something? No, me. What is this? We should get back to Watford. <laughs> Watford, uh, yeah, man. Watford. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. I think I, we have been actually playing better since the last twenty minutes of um, um, of the Liverpool game. Uh, ever since actually, uh, Lascelles and uh, Lamela have been playing in the team, and they started against Middlesbrough, and we look good. At least they they made us look good, and I hope that those two continue playing and they start the next game as well, yes. because I think we look good. When uh, when those two are on the pitch, because they give us the the energy, the pressing is there, the passing is faster. Especially with Lamela, he just he always look. I love that guy because he just every time he's on the pitch, he just gives everything, and it looks like he you know he he has he if when he plays, he you feel like he has a point to prove. So like I I I always always for that guy playing Lamela whenever he can, whenever he's fit, because uh, we need that energy in the team. So I love to Eric Lamela, and uh, uh, we win. So, um, do you want to do score predictions, or uh, let's not do that? No. Does anybody want to take a crack at predicting the score? You get a. I'll send you a brownie if you are right. Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I fear a loss actually here. You think we we'll lose? Maybe because they seem to do all the things right, and we are, you know, in a cycle. Win, lose, draw. Win, lose, draw. So we got a win. I'm scared that we will you know, lose now, but I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> It's like I'm starting to believe that jinx of yours only. Man. Come on. My jinx is just uh, if I come for a screening, we'll lose. That's all. Uh, so 
but i hope yeah, i hope we win something i hope yeah. we get a realistically i think we can sneak a 2-1 win but it will be difficult we have to start low self when lamela if we go defensive we are fucked yeah yeah mukund do you think we'll win or lose bro mukund is gone everyone is gone okay okay i think we'll win anirvan what do you think no i i i fear we lose they are on a roll they are scoring goals and we are up and down so so yeah i think uh, i think this one definitely runs a risk of us losing oh okay yeah i think we'll lose too i don't i, I mean we were supposed to build for what ah why why bro why why we lose? I don't know man I don't have that gut feeling that we can and Chamber they just play very well and uh, the yeah. Nigel Pearson they've been they've yeah they look good they have their squad and they're yeah. playing really really well and that Gerard Delafey was always one menace for us then every we playing yeah. he keeps on killing everyone I feel like every fast winger is like a menace for our defense dude have you <laughs> like for the last 5 6 years haven't you seen that every time we have to play against like yeah. a fast winger you know yeah. like ever since yeah. Do you remember this guy Konoplyanka? Mm of course yeah against Konoplyanka. Against uh, Norton what he did in that match I that is that 90 minutes is etched in my memory of hey, what, what and all what is the team he played for I forgot uh Dnipro West Ham and Dnipro Dnipro something bro that one guy he Norton I think he stopped playing football after that match <laughs> because of the way he scored annihilated in that match you know that is when I, that was like the high, angriest i have been as a tottenham fan i think after watching that europa league game against dini pro where we got <laughs> uh, where we got destroyed by this random guy and the summer transfer window after that this guy was apparently in london coming to sign for the club and all that so it was like uh, a full on um, it was like a full on damiao situation all over again with him so you know fond memories but uh, yeah good 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 stuff too let's let's hope that uh, um who is this sar and um, uh, dolefeu don't school us or school our defense or rather uh, hope that uh, tanganga comes up and shows them who's boss because it looks like it's him So, yeah, I have high hopes. I mean, yeah. he has so much pace. Yeah, and, and he's a centre back. Yeah, and the thing is, he's a he's very he's a very technical player. So True. that so there was a run in the Middlesbrough game where he crossed with the inside of his feet, and it it almost found Delhi's head. Right, right, and right. Delhi ducked out of the way. Yeah, Duck. missed Delhi, and then Son almost scored it in. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. so the the way he crossed that you can make out that he knows how to yeah. you know he ha- he's very good yeah. on the ball he has good technique he's, yeah. he's very much like a jan vertonghen on the ball jan vertonghen is one of our best true. ball players true, he's true. on the ball he never loses the yeah. ball and then yeah he he's lacking pace but then in, in his prime he his ball attention was amazing yeah so tanganga he has pace he has strength he's extremely good aerially he's very far i mean i said pace okay and he, he's very technical so Uh, he looks like someone who we should i mean like yeah. put our hopes on yeah in, i so... mean trust him instead of going out into the market 
yeah we should definitely like give him a chance especially next to alderweireld who is going to be here for a while he's yeah. he's just going to improve at playing next to alderweireld i think because that guy is just like like sauce man that guy is uh, proper good like the one, the one back. thing you know in a in a season like this that i'd like to see you know if we are if if we, if my prediction goes wrong and i hope it does and and we actually are winning is to see people like oliver skip and uh, you know servin come in and and have a run because in a season like this when you are not necessarily in the top 4 mix what you right. can get pleasure out of is to see youngsters you know come through who will be the future of the club in the future i mean uh, think about how much positivity tanganga has generated uh, you know for us uh, if we, if we can get get a couple of other youngsters from the academy uh, who you know even if they are not uh, like straight fits into the first 11 at least uh, you know our regulars in in terms of coming on that'll that'll generate positivity for the club too uh, just not sure how many of them are good enough to do that that's the yeah. problem yeah yeah well, we'll find out soon enough morinho is the self proclaimed uh, greatest uh, promoter of the youth so, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see what happens So that um, is the Anurman. Anurman, yeah. that that you know you can apply that if the season is a write off. The season isn't a write off yet. We are still in the top four mix. I mean, we can't. Uh, we, uh, as much as I agree with you, and I want the youth to get some, you know, playing time. We can't risk games just so that we can get give uh, Olivier Skip or Troy Paris some minutes. What we if we want them to give get minutes, we need to loan them out, not play them in our squad when they're not yet good enough. That I, I agree. Mourinho, with. I agree with. Mourinho has deemed Tanganga good enough, and so far, yeah. so far, it seems to have paid off. Yeah. So, I just think we shouldn't like. Uh, you know, uh, we can't write the season off yet. We're still in the top four mix, and we need to go all out for it. Aya, what happened to that guy? We had loaned him out. He had had a great start. Uh, uh, Luke Moss, right or? ஆஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட
but yeah so that is i think the end of our podcast we've been speaking for 2 hours today i think um thank you guys so much for listening to us um and thank you to uh, bhav for joining us from london we hope to have you back here uh, soon um bhav can you tell me your uh, can you tell the listeners your uh, social media so that your your, your um how how we can how they can find you on social media um yeah i'm on twitter bavnet1977 at bavnet1977 so b h a v n i t yeah uh, so that's the way you can find it and yeah thanks <coughs> and uh yeah love to be back on if invited so yeah, yeah really re- re- really good podcast thanks thanks uh, thank you for joining us um mukund where can we find you on You can find me on Twitter at m u k u n d m r m mukund m r m. Pratik, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at uh, flash o thor f l a s h o. Flash. That means the handle, and you can find me on LinkedIn if you find my name Pratik Patel. Right. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Anirban, where can we find you on the? You can find me on Twitter at the rate a m b o. A N I R V A N. All right. So, uh, and I am your host Uni. You can find me um, on Twitter at Uniesta. And also, we do have uh, a White Heart Radio uh, social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. We are both at White Heart Radio. Pretty soon, I'll be will be showing up on YouTube and Facebook as well. YouTube, I already have the channel, but then we need a few like hundred subscribers to get the ad. so hopefully get that soon um but yeah thank you guys so much for listening and also if you guys have any questions or like if you have any suggestions for us things to talk about on the podcast um do reach out to us on through the social media platforms either at white heart radio on instagram or twitter or reach out to bangalore spurs and um we will try to add it in the show uh, so once again uh, bab thank you so much for coming on everybody um Come on, uh, you Spurs. Yeah, we are done. And uh, come on, you Spurs.